right, here we are. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am very honored, very pleased to welcome my guest, Mr. Steve Wood of the Northern Cree Singers. Um, I should start off by saying the internationally acclaimed, uh, world-renowned singing group. Um, for those that might not uh, be familiar with who Northern Cree is or who Steve is, um, Northern Cree is a very, very well-known, well-respected uh, singing group, Native American singing group um, from the First Nations of, of Canada. And uh, Steve, it's really awesome to have you on the show. Uh, welcome. Thank you for being my guest today. Hi, hi, John. Greetings to you all. Uh, thank you, John, for the introduction, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here today. Hi, hi. Thank you, Steve. Uh, it's really awesome to have you on. Uh, you know, we've we've been going for a little while now, and uh, you know, obviously, me personally speaking, um, I've always been a fan of of the drum group, um, of what you guys do, uh, what you continue to do, um, and and you know, your success is very unparalleled. I think across uh, you know all of the Great Turtle Island, um, you know, and I, I think it's it's really an honor to have you on. Um, I, you know, I I, I want to first kind of preface what we're what we're going to talk about is is you know not only the group Northern Cree but um, a lot of things that are there 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 are that are going on throughout uh, throughout the world right now. Um, there's a lot going on, but as always, all throughout uh, uh, you know Indian country and uh, you, you know here in the states. I'm not exactly sure in Canada, but I know here in the states um, they've uh, there's been a declaration of the month of November as being uh, Native American Heritage Month. And, and I always say for us Native people, um, you know, every month is Native American Heritage Month. Um, but I think it's a great platform for the Native people to um, be recognized and uh, to talk about some things and, and be willing to share some things that, um, you know, need to be heard um, for, for all of our listeners out there. Um, you know, I think, uh, Steve, you're definitely in a unique position um, being uh, the head singer of, of a very well-respected, uh, well-acclaimed uh, singing group. Um, you know, and when I say the Northern Cree singers, you know, down here in America, we have our football and we'll, we'll talk about the Ohio State or the Miami, you know, university. We'll say the Northern Cree, but you guys aren't as big of football fans up in Canada as you are, uh, say, hockey, though, I would think, right? Are you, <laughs> I mean, who, yeah, uh, number one for us. <laughs> who's your Who's your team, man? I, I, geez, I'm, Oilers? I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to mention them right now because they aren't <laughs> doing so well. But I've been an Edmonton Oilers fan ever since their inception into the NHL. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen all of the Oilers teams. Uh, I've, 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 I've been fortunate to see all the glory years with the great teams that they've had. And, uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that uh, our team here turns the corner uh, really soon. Are there uh, any natives playing in the NHL right now that that you're aware of? Yes, there's actually a few. There's quite a few, and we're we're starting to be recognized. Cool. Like uh, hmm. we have Brandon Montour out there playing for I think it's the Florida Panthers. Hmm. Uh, we have like uh, Ethan Bear. He's from hmm. Saskatchewan. He's currently on the Vancouver. Canucks uh, roster. There's a few people out there that uh, are 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 uh, starting to make strides in the NHL. Is is the uh, the off season? You know, when we're. I mean, obviously, you know, for for Powell folks, um, if you're on the the Powell circuit, uh, you know, summertime is really big for for all of our traveling. We're a lot of away from home a lot, and there's traveling involved. You know, as we've kind of gotten into the the colder months now, what does what does the off season look like for for Northern Cree for you, Steve? Well, it it really depends. Like uh, it used to be like uh, when uh, way back when when we were first starting out, basically the powwows we attended were over the summer, 
But now, uh, today, like uh, powwows are happening all over across North America. I, I think there's a few happening this weekend. And it can vary sure. for us on the destinations that we're heading to and, and when we're going to them. Uh, but right now, you're absolutely right. Up in uh, Cree country, it is round dance time. That is when, when the snow first falls on the ground is when we start having our round dances till the end, uh, till the, the snow starts disappearing in the, uh, in the spring. And uh, that's uh, some of the gatherings that we'll be attending uh, are the round dance ceremony. In fact, uh, there's one here in our community tonight, and there's there's mm. like uh, probably uh, 15 to 20 that are happening across the uh, uh, the two provinces of uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan over this weekend. And I know like uh, round dance has uh, gone out uh, just like powwow to uh, to other uh, other nations, and they're starting to have round dances as well. Uh, from my perspective, I think it's a good thing because uh, from from uh, time immemorial, uh, no matter what the uh, the uh, Western Europeans uh, have taught us in their education systems, we've always interacted and traded with one another. And we had mm -hmm. roads and highways here. They were rivers that connected us to one another. So uh, having this time to share uh, uh, ceremonial gatherings and and uh, 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 be a part of it with other other nations. I think it's just awesome, and 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 to be able to lend those experiences to to other nations so that they can gather as well is is is, is great. Uh, I I know like we just went out to uh, the east coast a few weeks ago uh, to a, mm -hmm. uh, a tribe out there, a uh, Mi'kmaq tribe, um, who uh, who uh, had their first round dance ever, and it was. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was really well accepted. And uh, uh, a lot of the people came out because there's a hunger all over uh, North America uh, for First Nations people to really find uh, the true meaning of being uh, First Nations. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I can't emphasize enough how um, what you've just mentioned, you know, like the, uh, the, the, the transition that we have from powwows to to uh, round dances, our, our so-called off season, if that's what you want to want to call it, you know, um, it's for for the northern folks. It's the time when uh, everything gets colder and we're indoors and and all of that. Um, I think it's fantastic. I I, I would actually say, I think that uh, I know you you and and some of the singers uh, have come down uh, to the states, and I've probably ran into you more at the round dances the last few years than I have at Potwells just because, you know, you guys are all over the place and, and, uh, you know, being invited here or there. So it's, it's good to see. You. I hope to see you again. Uh, you know, and if I can get up to, to Canada, I'd love to, uh, come check it out up there. I've never actually been to, um, a round dance in Canada yet. So, but with COVID and, and all the travel that we, that was, if you want to talk about that, I mean, what was, what was your, uh, experience like going through COVID and that whole travel experience. I mean, we shut down basically powwows for two years. Well, yeah, we didn't travel very much. Uh, we did uh, have uh, some of our group members uh, stay in contact and get together. Uh, mm -hmm. And we did our part to try to uh, send uh, positive energy uh, for our people and all other people that uh, needed it uh, by, by uh, uh, giving some, uh, uh, some singing, uh, mm -hmm. some some talking uh, over uh, Zoom and Google presentations uh, on mm -hmm. on the internet. That was what our way of, uh, of of trying to to help people get by that period, and also to keep like uh, our 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 own singing uh, and our storytelling going, as it has for many centuries. I kind of almost looked at. Uh... You know, when we were at Powell or might be emceeing a Powell or something, I remember talking about how when we first started getting back together and our first kind of Powell's back, you noticed everybody had new outfits or new uh, beadwork and the singers had new songs and new drums. I mean, it was almost, if you want to call it a way of like starting over fresh, you know, and mm -hmm. I'd like to, I'd like to think, I'd like to be an optimist. I'd like to think that um, it, it's been a, a positive thing. It's, it's, you know, I mean, if we talk about ever returning back to what it once was, I don't know if we'll ever be there again, but, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely 
into uncharted territory uh, with with the way things have have changed, and I'd like to think for the better. Um, I would think part. like yes, you're, you're you're correct on that, John. There there ha- there was change after uh, after the pandemic, but if you mm. look at uh, uh, over the over the years, even before the pandemic, uh, from my time watching my father and them sing in the '60s, power has evolved greatly. It's it's uh, yeah, the singing uh, is is a little bit more intense, a little bit more enhanced. I used to see like uh, mm. uh, groups of maybe four or five. Now you have like uh, ten to twelve, and the the uh, the power in the group is a lot more intense. Mm. It's uh, it's uh, it's very powerful. Uh, and then like even the dancing the dancing styles have have changed, and people will 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 either take it as a good thing or or a, or a bad thing. I think it's it's good. I've seen Powell evolve and it's become, it's become bigger. And mm-hmm. There's more people being, being uh, brought in. And some of the people that uh, haven't, uh, haven't really been brought up in, uh, in uh, First Nations traditions that are, are, are First Nations, it is a way of them to uh, start connecting back. Mm-hmm. And the, the first thing that people, people uh, look for when they're looking for uh, their identity first thing that they look out for is uh, is usually a powwow go to a powwow and meet uh, other people and they start talking and interacting with other people i think it's it's a great thing and and i think like when i look at it nothing ever stays stagnant uh, over a uh, a period of time evolution is good and i think like uh, it's 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 only going to get better uh, and i think we have something here that we can share with the rest of the world i mm. it, it was uh, Probably I was about 13 years old when I first uh, went to my first uh, music concert in a, in a place called Edmonton, Alberta, at the newly built uh, uh, Rexall Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to this concert with a couple of friends of mine. I was actually on my way to Apollo in Sarsi with them and uh, with their parents. And uh, I was sitting there watching this first concert. And I was thinking, I was watching the people and these people presenting, and I thought, why can't we put our music on the stage and perform it like this? I mean, our original mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. Like powwow, round dance, flute music, mm-hmm. etc. And I thought, we can. It's about how we present it to the people. And now, over a period of time, I've seen that happen. And I think it can even evolve to a greater thing. Uh, and it, you know, when I, when I, when I, uh, the years that I taught in the school, and I seen those young kids, the hunger that they have, and and for them to understand, you don't have to emulate anyone else. You can be yourself, as a as a Cree person, as an Anishinaabe, as a as a uh, Pwata, as a Sioux, as a Navajo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can you can you can you can be yourself and still aspire to great things in life, and I, I want I want young people to know that. And I and uh, as you heard, like at the beginning, I always address people in my language, in our first languages. It's so important because everything we are as yes. First Nations people, our ceremonies, our culture, our identity is directly connected to our languages. Yes. They're Absolutely. so important, you know, and I, I think like uh, uh, those things can happen and they're happening now. I, 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 I've witnessed it. I've been a part of it. And, and, and uh, at the beginning, you said like uh, we were we were like trailblazers and stuff like that. When we got on those stages to do that, everything in my mind was all about where it was going and who it was for. And it was always about that. Uh, my children, grandchildren, your children, your grandchildren, all mm-hmm. of the, all of our young people to, after mm-hmm. all of these years, these, uh, these decades, these uh, last couple of centuries where uh, our identity was always diminished and that we weren't really anyone. Well, mm-hmm. I think like our, 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 the very fabric of powwow round dance the singing that's lifting that veil and the people are starting to understand uh, that 
geez, there's so much more. So a lot of people have come up to me, non-native people, and have asked me, what, what? you know, after, uh, like, you know, they've heard a song or something, the drum they're standing, but why do I feel like that? You know what my mm. answer to them is? Mm. Only you would know that. Mm. Because it's uh, it's a special feeling, and there's nobody else that gets the same feeling. And uh, I think we have so much more that we can give. Uh, we have something that's beautiful, and, and and the world needs it right now. The world needs all of that. And uh, yeah. I think we have something that's good to share, really uh, a lot, even but beyond powwow and roundness and our own mm. teachings about uh, life in general. I think uh, the world needs that. Um, truly inspiring words. Um, I hope that uh, our listeners out there, that this reaches uh, as wide of an audience as possible. Um, because I think those are things that need to be heard, especially today, today's day and age. Um, now, the group itself, Northern Cree, um, you guys have just been over 40 years together as a group now. Um, when you talk about seeing those things as a, as a kid um, and, and, and forming the group, I think, you know, many of us have heard, uh, you know, some of the, the origin stories and that the, the first drum that you guys had that, that said Northern Cree on it. I mean, that's very uh, interesting and, and uh, inspiring uh, origin stories. When, when you formed the group with you and, and your brothers, um, did, did you have that in mind with, with the group, like where you would be have where you have taken it today? I mean, performing on, on the biggest stages in the world, performing at the Grammys, performing at the the uh, Aboriginal People's Choice Awards. I mean, these these great accomplishments and these accolades. Was that even remotely even close to your mind when you guys first started in, you know, in the early 80s? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We, we were just mm. doing something that uh, made us feel good and that we had seen growing up in our home. And when we say like uh, Northern Cree was uh, formed in, in 1982, physically that's true. Mm. And there's a whole story behind that, as you mentioned. But I think the ID idea of Northern Cree was implanted way back in the early 60s in mm. that home in Sad Lake, where mm. that, that, that man would have visitors to the house and they would have like uh, drum sessions uh, mm. The first round dance that I ever seen was in the home, was in our home, mm. and uh, there was uh, there was a whole a whole ceremony behind it, behind the round dance, and there was uh, singing involved. And uh, I always say, like uh, people say, like yeah, they have round dances in the hall. You know what I'm gonna say? I was never taken to a round dance in a hall until I was uh, probably in the seventies. And I was mm. always thinking, well, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe we were just never taken. But uh, I did see those things in the home, and uh, we we didn't really have any thought about uh, the grandeur stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. In fact, when uh, when we first got nominated for a Grammy, what did we do? I'd only mm -hmm. seen it on television. That's mm -hmm. all I seen it, and uh, and I seen the like on television like that they had like uh, suits and that. So what did we do? We all rented these uncomfortable penguin suits with uncomfortable shoes. And we were dressed like that for the entire day. It wasn't, I'm going to say it was an awful day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, and then uh, after that, when we got the second time, the guys were asking me, what are you going to wear? I said, I'm going to go as us. They said, what, they said, what do you mean? I'm going to dress up in one of our vests and wear uh, moccasins and whatnot. From there on, hmm. we've always dressed like in that traditional uh, First Nations gear when we hit those uh, red carpets. We want to represent our people and who we are. We're not going to emulate somebody else and that, you know, and we've had some great stories on those red carpets, by the way, just by being dressed as who, who our people are. Uh, it's been a, uh, it's been an, an amazing experience, yeah. but there was never any thought about uh, Grammys or Junos or anything like that. It was all about, uh, we were just singing because it made us feel good. And it was something that we liked to do, something mm -hmm. that uh, we seen my father do. And uh, who knew? Who knew that it was going to happen? Like, I, mm. I, I didn't have any inkling, like, of the things that have happened and continue mm. to happen today. Um, all I know is that uh, as, I'm, as I'm getting older, uh, we want to do good 
so that we can uh, open those doors for the next generation. Like I mentioned to you earlier, uh, it's about inspiring the young people to believe that they can do anything in the world and they don't have to emulate anyone else. They can be themselves. They can still aspire to some of the greatest, greatest things in the world. It's, it's really cool. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, I think like, uh, we've just been blessed to be a, a, a messenger and, and a vehicle. There's so many, there's so many more people out there that deserve the kudos, uh, the people before us that, uh, kept uh, this way alive when, when it wasn't cool to be Indian at all, mm -hmm. and that, mm -hmm. you know, and they kept it going. Like, I, I always think like, I remember about the, the great late, uh, Bill Baker, uh, mm -hmm. the late uh, Gordon McGillivray, late Sam McGillivray, late Pat Kennedy, mm -hmm. late Norman Wood, uh, late Alec Wood, mm -hmm. all of those people that, you know, mm -hmm. they, they still uh, uh, thrived when, the, when, when it wasn't cool to be Indian. And there's probably a heck of a lot more out there. Probably some people that I'm not mentioning from your community, because I don't, I don't know who they are, but they were probably doing the same thing. They were, they're the ones to be given credit really for what's happening mm -hmm. today. You you just mentioned, um, and, and I'm glad you touched on this topic because I think it's always important to pay homage, uh, pay give that respect to our elders, those that have gone before us. Um, I, I I think it's beyond safe to say that that Northern Cree has been a trendsetter uh, in in more ways than one in the singing and bringing that good music. Um, to to dressing uh, in your traditional wear and the red carpet. I mean, that's something we see all the time now, you know, and, and you guys are one of the first groups that I can remember as a group, as a powwow singing group that, that did that. And that was very powerful and that was very inspirational to a lot of people all across Native country. Um, let's, if, if I could, um, talk a little bit more about uh, your your influences, your your singing influences. When you guys were first coming together as a group, who did, I mean, you, you definitely had a unique sound. And I, I think I remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that uh, way back then, it was kind of that time in, in the 80s when uh, drum groups were really trying to be different. You know, they wanted a, a, a very unique sound. And you kind of don't hear that as much nowadays, I think, if the way that a lot of drum groups maybe sounded more similar in the 70s, the 80s and 90s were very much being radically different. And now you kind of see it coming full circle again to where drum groups are kind of starting to sound a little bit more similar. What, what were some of your influences uh, as you guys were coming together as a group to, to help you form that sound that became so distinct as Northern Cree? Well, our, my, my biggest influence was probably my father and my uncles. Uh, but uh, over a period of time, like uh, watching uh, different uh, singers, I, I, there was a guy that used to come to our reserve. He was brought up to uh, host the powwow, and he was phenomenal. I used to stand by his drum and mm -hmm. watch him and the, the other old guys sing. His name was Bill Baker. And of mm -hmm. course, if anybody knows him, he's he's legendary. Mm -hmm. He's uh, the the head guy of the legendary Mandaree singers. And today, his sons carry that carry that on, and his mm -hmm. grandsons. It's mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. Like when when people talk about legendary groups, I think those are legendary. Um, you know that mm -hmm. they're still going after the guy who started them is not not here, um, and they still have the same power. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think that. Uh, and another another one that I watched uh, in the uh, as I as I was growing, uh, were uh, when when Red Bull first came in. Uh, I I'd stand there and I, I and I really watched uh, the guy that led them led the group, not the lead singer, not the lead drummer, the guy that led the group. I would sit there and watch all of the moves that, and I kind of fashioned after some of what he did because. I, I, I got that thought from him that the group is bigger than any one, one individual. Mm -hmm. And that, and that, because I, 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 I watched how he ran his drum group and he didn't lead sing, like I said, but he was a big part of that group and, and, and what, uh, what happened to it. And that was Edmund Bull. And mm -hmm. uh, today, like, uh, uh, he's, he's receiving, a. um, an honor from uh, uh, the Saskatchewan Music uh, Federation. I think he's very deserving. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and what he's accomplished in his life. And uh, he continues to do the same thing. But he he was a big influence. Uh, when I see uh, there are there are people that that influence me today, uh, uh, even people that are are, are are singers today. And it's all mm. about uh, uh, a mui tzetuin, to get along with everybody in mm. the circle. That's the biggest thing. Even though we compete with one another, mm-hmm. mui tzetuin is big. And uh, you know, tapatim uh, went to use it in a humble humble matter. Mm. Uh, you know. And I think like, well, those are a couple, but I think my biggest influences, uh, like I said, are, are my father and my uncles from way mm-hmm. back when, when I'd sit there in the living room and they would mm-hmm. sing. And then sometimes like us kids would dance in the living room. It was like yeah. pure magic. We yeah. didn't have television back then. It was like pure magic all night. And then <laughs> right. you'd sit around and uh, listen to the stories in between the, uh, the songs. And that's where you learned language as well, because it was all in Cree. Hmm. Very strong influences right there. Um, I think it's, it's just interesting to look back, um, you know, 40, 40 plus years. Um, you guys have been together on paper as, as a group, like you said, physically, uh, but it goes back further than that. Um, what are, what are some, uh, words of advice that you could give to maybe some other singing groups, other groups out there? You guys have been around, and you're not the only ones, but there's been other groups. You talk about Mandarin, and there's other groups out there as well that have been able to withstand the test of time. Um, you know, the, I think keeping a drum group together, uh, you've you've definitely gone through it, different collections, different phases of singers. I've seen that from a lot of different drum groups. I mean, you get different different groups, maybe a different lead singer comes in and you get different uh, groups of singers. But the one, one constant has always been you as the leader of the, of the drum. Um, what are some things, I mean, if you just want to talk about maybe kind of those, these, these past four decades uh, with what it was like with your original crew and then moving on to different singers, what's, what's been the, some of the secrets to keeping a group together for that long? Uh, definitely, John. The group has, like I said, evolved, and uh, uh, it's it's changed over a period of time <laughs> for a number of reasons. Uh, one, uh, some people leave this uh, plane, um, meaning they've gone on to the next world. Hmm. Uh, some people have gone on to develop their own drum groups, and just uh, some people have gone on to do other things, uh, which is okay. Uh, I'm always of the mind that uh, there's so many people out there that want to sit down and sing that uh, somebody else will 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 sit in that in, in that seat. And uh, the one thing I always uh, I always try to uh, uh, profess is uh, I'm not going to use the word equality because I don't believe that in the mm. in the the, uh, the terms of uh, humanity. Um, I don't think there's uh, equality even between uh, male and female. Uh, just uh, not my own personal, uh, my own personal thinking, but the world as, as they view it, they say there is, but I don't think there is. Um, I would say more of a fairness, fairness to everyone. That means in everything that you do, that uh, you're, you're fair with uh, how you, how you, uh, uh, you allow everybody to have a space in the, in the circle by their, their input is just as important as yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that comes to the drum, be it tobacco, blankets, uh, uh, monetary gifts, that is split equally mm-hmm. amongst everyone. And, and, and I mean everyone, everyone in that circle, that's those ladies included that mm-hmm. are singing with you because mm-hmm. they're very much a part of your group. So mm-hmm. all of them, all of them, everything in fairness, they're all treated like family. Wherever you go, we take care of one another. It's not about, uh, I get to sleep in a hotel. The rest of you have to find places in your cars. We take care of one another, everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's including your extended family. That means if they have children too, mm-hmm. my, my thinking is like, we've come so far now that I always may, I always ensure two things, three things. One, all of you are going to sleep properly. You're not going to sleep in cars and you're not going to sleep on floors. Two, you're all going to eat. For sure. Three, you're all going to get home safely. 
from wherever we go because we're all going to look after each other. Hmm. It's not about just me getting there and you guys get there on your own and hmm. we we take care of one another, the whole hmm. group. And, hmm. and, and who takes care of us? Our drum. Muslim's going to take care of everything. If you really believe in him, he's going to take care of everything. He's going to hmm. make sure that uh, he's going to make sure that your road is lit and safe when you drive. If you do the proper protocols for him, every uh, every year we we do this, we do this. I'm going to share this with you, and this is a, a yearly thing for our group. Uh, Marcus has come up and joined us uh, a couple of, on a couple of occasions. We have ceremony every spring. Our group has it where we feed our drum spirit, and we all mm-hmm. we all go to ceremony together. We sweat together. And we, we see one, one particular elder that does that for us. And uh, we, we never forget. I never forget. And it's not all the times that all the, all the uh, group members can be there, but they're there in prayer and, and uh, with us. And uh, the prayer is for them as well and their families and everyone else that's traveling out there. And uh, I've always thought that was a good way to start off the, uh, the, the summer season. And, mm. uh, just for everyone. We are truly bre- blessed to have this way of life we are fortunate, and I don't know why. When you're talking about these uh, these things that we've we've been able to accomplish or do, I don't know why it was us. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, we are blessed. We are truly blessed, and we are mm-hmm. truly thankful and grateful. There are so many stories I can share with you, like uh, uh, things that I've experienced from the drum, which is phenomenal. I never experienced those mm-hmm. things anywhere else, right? Uh, but I, I would say to uh, to uh, to uh, drum group leaders, treat everybody fairly, everyone, even mm-hmm. the even the guy that's that that's just learning the beat, even the guy that you know he, he doesn't know the songs, mm-hmm. treat them all fairly, because that guy that doesn't know the songs could evolve into probably your maybe your best singer, and someday mm-hmm. he might be helping you, and uh, you know to treat everybody fairly. Not not just around your circle, but everybody within that powwow circle. Treat them with kindness. Kindness for everyone. You know, mm. now, don't worry so much about the competitions. You're not going to win all the competitions. That's it's a fact of life. Right. You know. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, and, and be grateful when you do. Uh, mm. You know, and, and 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 don't don't really dwell on that. Think about why you did it in the first place. And like I started off with, when you asked me those questions, I said, mm. it was because we like, we love to do it. That's it. Just to sit around a drum and sing from right. what we see. Think about those things. Those things will take you further. And really, if you believe in those things, the drum can take you to places you never even dreamed of. I know that for a fact. I think that, uh, uh, absolutely, without a doubt, uh, agree with you and, and love that take on it because um, I think that's something that needs to be said. It needs to be heard. Um, and, you know, for those listening out there, um, you know, take it for what it is, um, you know, and, and, and be real about it. Um, I, for one, I want to share a story with you. Um, I remember listening to those first uh I think it was those first two tapes that came out. They both kind of, one was like a darker cover and one kind of had a pink cover and they said Northern Cree on them. They were, they were tapes and they had those, uh, uh, good songs on there. It had that, uh, that crow hop on there. With the big pause. Yeah. I mean, those are like iconic songs and we all grew up uh, for, for us generation that are, you know, my age or, uh, a, a, um, a little bit younger. Um, I would listen to those songs and I remember um, watching some video and I look back on like, you can find old recordings of uh, powwows from like the eighties or even before on YouTube. Now people upload those and the power of technology now is awesome. And uh, I remember these tapes have been long gone, but I remember it was uh, my, my family's group. I didn't go along with, I was just a kid, but they went out to Browning, Montana in 1988, and they sang next to Northern Cree. 
And I know that a couple of the boys were like kind of jumping in on a few songs and showed a bunch of songs. And when they came back after that, I mean, they had videotape and I was just like, watch it. And I was like, dang, you know, like never heard of Northern Cree before, but I was like, these guys are badass, you know? And it was very inspirational. And I remember listening to those tapes as well. And I remember sitting around, we'd have drum sessions as, as kids too. And uh, one of the first songs that I ever actually took a lead, I got tricked into leading because uh, that older brother of mine, he, he said, yeah, me and you lead same time, you know, kind of gave that similar. I said, okay. So I tried to lead and it was an old song off that tape. And then I let it up and he, he didn't lead. And then I led all by myself. And it came out pretty good. And I was like, hey, that was the first time I ever uh, ever led. And it was to a Northern Cree song. So very inspiring story. I thought I'd share that with you. I'm sure there's a lot of other stories out there in Indian country with, with other singers who, you know, you guys have touched different generations of, of singers. And I think that that's um, important. And it's very uh, much given respect, respect to you, Steve, and respect to the group for for what you've done and what you will continue to do in a good way i think that's um that's good advice um moving up to you know from humble beginnings to where you are now what was uh give us give us 2023 in in review we're, we're getting close to december getting close to the end of the year what was 2023 like for for you guys as a group uh give us some of the highlights from this past year well, we visited a number of communities in uh, 2023. Uh, I, uh, it, it's, you know, like over the years, it's, it's become amazing that uh, people are inviting us to their communities and we try to visit communities that we haven't been to yet. It doesn't matter if they're like, you know, it's their first powwow or, or if they're way up in the flying communities uh, that where we might be the only drum group for their powwow which is okay. Those I really relish because I, I think uh, these people are, are, uh, are uh, really looking for that. Uh, what I was talking about that uplifting that the drum can bring. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we're just messengers and, uh, and there to share it with them and to influence them in a positive way. So we went to a few of those kind of communities where we flew into, and I, I'll, I'll always have memories like that because this one community that we flew in, there was about uh, two to 3,000 people that lived in this community, First Nations people. No roads. The only roads that they could get in were, were the winter roads. That's it, because there's so many lakes around there. But it was a phenomenal experience with the, with, with, with the people there and, and the young kids that would just come around and, I mean, they just talk to you about stuff that they've seen on the internet, like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I always think like, wow, we're able to reach people today where we've never even went to physically. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great thing to be, uh, like I said, a messenger and to be, uh, to be sharing those things with, with other people. So those were, so, those were uh, some of the memorable communities we went to. We went to, uh, for the first time, a place called White Earth in Minnesota uh, last year, where the people were just phenomenal with uh, their hospitality and some mm. of the stories that were shared to us there were, you know, just uh, except, uh, exceptional stories of, of uh, their, their, uh, their band and their tribe and their, their powwow celebration there. We also went to, uh, uh, the second Fox tribe for the first time in Oklahoma. And that mm -hmm. was quite the experience because, uh, there was one point there where, uh, we were asked to sing an intertribal and they had moved this, uh, their celebration into this, uh, huge basketball stadium because, uh, there was, uh, uh, rain happening during that weekend there. So they couldn't happen at, uh, mm -hmm. they couldn't have it on their, uh, on their traditional powwow grounds which was something I would have liked to have checked out there. Uh, we did go check out where the powwow grounds was, and the beautiful powwow grounds, but it mm -hmm. was too damp to be out there. So they had it in this building. Man, that building was packed. I mean, to the, <laughs> to the rafters, it, on both yeah. sides, it was packed, yeah. like all the way around. I, wah, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, they asked us to sing this intertribal on Saturday night. So we sang this song, and I'm going to tell you about this song, because this is the same song that we, uh, we also used... Uh, uh, when we performed at the Juno Awards in uh, 2023. Hmm. Uh, the song 
at the Junos, they asked me, uh, can you say some stuff in Cree at the end? So I was thinking of something to say that would be profound. I came across this one statement from uh, a, uh, a fellow when uh, the residential school was being introduced to my community. And uh, we had four chiefs because there was four bands that were put together to create Saddle Lake. And we had four chiefs there. Uh, one was, his name was Blue Quills. And uh, when the, the missionaries had come and they were trying to build a school because the original Blue Quills was built on Saddle Lake. They were trying to build a school and uh, the chief uh, wouldn't let them, didn't want, you know, that school to happen. But he, he was, uh, he was uh, overcome. He knew that they were going to just go ahead and build it. And uh, he agreed to it with one condition. He said, as long, because all of those schools were named after like Saint this, Saint that, you know, uh, that, you know, mm. uh, but this school, he wanted it to be named after him, Blue Quills. And the reason was he didn't want the kids to go in there and forget who they were. That was a big thing for him. When he signed that uh, that uh, that uh, that paper saying it, it was okay for them to build that school, his son-in-law, a guy that, by the name of William Delver, was standing there with him. And William expressed this. We went to Sinmaga. And what that said was, yep, in this life, uh, through this school, you, you'll be able to earn a living. Hmm. But it'll be difficult to still be Cree. And I thought about that, and it, hmm. it made a lot of sense was talking about like our identity and our language and what they did in those schools. Right. <laughs> so that's the words that I used. Well, my son, who's very talented, took those words and put them into a song. And we sang that song at the Sacken Fox intertribal. Mm. And uh, I don't know if the people probably could, didn't understand what the lyrics were, but it really moved them. And mm -hmm. there was a couple of whistles blowing on the uh, blown on that song. When I listened, when I watched after uh, the whole the whole stadium, even the people in the stands were on their feet while the people were dancing and whatnot. The whistles were being they were actually dancing in the stands, just going. Wow. It was unbelievable, and that wow. was like wow. I was like wow. Uh, for some reason, that song moved all those people. And I, I read the comments after. Sometimes I'll, I'll flip through, like, uh, I'll listen to the videos. Somebody recorded the video, listen mm -hmm. to the song, and I, I scroll sometimes looking at the comments and the impact that that song had on people. And sometimes they probably wonder, why did it, why was it so impactful? And I, I think it, it's because of what was phrased in that song, how powerful those words were. And it wasn't just for the Cree people. It was for all of our people. What, what uh, Western society influenced on our people and tried to do about killing off the Indian, our languages, our culture was really referenced well in what William said through those residential schools. Yeah, you'll be able to make a living, but will you still be Indian? Will you still be Cree? Mm -hmm. He's talking about our languages. He's talking about our ways, mm -hmm. right? And uh, because Powerful. of our strength, yeah. our strength of our elders and our people, we're still here, no matter mm -hmm. what was done to us. All of all of our people across the what is known as Turtle Island, North America, we're mm -hmm. still here. Mm -hmm. You know, perseverance and, and 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 thank you to our elders who, like I said earlier, uh, to those to those men that kept this way of singing alive, and it wasn't cool to be Indian. They deserve all the credit. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's just remarkable. This, this, uh, this journey that you've been on, uh, remarkable feat of, of success. 
But I, I, I would like to reiterate too, because as, as native people, we're humble, we're humble. And, uh, you know, it's often difficult for us to talk about our success because oftentimes we see that, that, you know, um, people don't want to see you success. They want to see you fail, you know, and, um, I'll just reiterate that, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, um, I've known you guys for a long time as well and seen you sing for many years. And I know that you, um, put your moccasins on one foot at a time, just like everybody else does, you know? And, um, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a commitment to success. It's a dedication to hard work and, and being ethical about what you do and having integrity to each other. And it takes a lot of commitment from our families too. When we yes. live this life that we live, there's so much travel involved, you know, and if you can include your family or the sacrifices that the family that has to stay home when you're gone to keep things going on the home front, you know, we have to give them credit where credit is due as well, because they're a big part of our success. Um, I kind of always say the same things when I talk about our veterans, um, you know, we always recognize and honor and respect our, our vets out there. It was uh, just recently Veterans Day uh, here in the States. And I was emceeing a powwow uh, last weekend, and I talk about that. And I always tell people, it's it's our veterans. Yes, we recognize them. But we also recognize our families at home who um, gave up a lot and had those sacrifices to, to, uh, to help our veterans, you know, um, have a place to come back home to and and to provide that uh that love and that respect and you know that good medicine so i think a lot of these things you know whether it's powwows or whether it's uh traveling and whether it's the the things that we do personally or professionally they all have a way of of coming back together and um i think that that speaks a lot about what you uh as as um as a man as a lead singer as a um lead uh, of the Northern Cree, what the, the drum has done itself um, very much epitomizes, you know, that, that story. Um, I know that you guys have a um, relatively new album out there. Uh, I think it released in 22, but uh, I'm not going to attempt to say the Cree. I mean, I, I can speak Menominee a little bit, but I'm not going to try and attempt the Cree. But I know it, that, that the album is titled A New Beginning. Um, and it was published in, in 22 and, uh, you also have some new upcoming, I know you have an, uh, a single out there on, on Apple iTunes and, and Spotify and our, our digital, that's our new platform for, to get everything. I don't know if anything CDs anymore, a little bit maybe, but everything's a digital platform. Um, you have some new, uh, new music coming out, Steve, talk a little bit about what, uh, what's, what's coming. Okay. I'm going to talk. Uh, I will, uh, I will, John, thanks for allowing me to speak on that. I'll, I'll, but first I wanted to, I want to just, uh, uh, emphasize, uh, one thing about, uh, about, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I picked up, um, were, were shared to me from elders and, and, and former singers. Uh, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of, uh, I've come across a lot of singers mm -hmm. in my lifetime. It was one guy that, uh, that, uh, sang with us for a while, traveled with us for a bit. Uh, it was at a new powwow in a place called Wabaska, their first powwow. Mm -hmm. And we were hosting there. And uh, we were sitting at the drum. I can still picture this guy, him and his brother had come to sing with us. And myself and a guy named uh, Chopper, Ferland McGillivray, we were sitting at the drum with these two older guys. And the older guy, he was uh, eating a snow cone. I can I remember this like a, just a plain snow cone. And he goes to me, uh, there was dancers dancing. He said, boy, this drum is going to go all over the place. He's going to be loud. He told me that. And he said, mm. uh, you know, I'm going to tell you this. You're going to hear all kinds of things, all kinds of things. Some things will be negative. Some things will be positive. Some of them will be trying to deter you, put you down and that. I'm going to tell you one thing. If you're doing something, and singing you look around just like what you guys when you guys sing that whole dance floor goes and all these people come around the drum that's because you're doing something positive you're making them giving them a positive energy don't listen to that stuff keep doing what you're doing and i want to tell the singers out there if you see that 
you got that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. makes other people feel good, just continue what you're doing. I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, yeah, we have that uh, uh, the our latest album Uskimati Tawin. That means a new beginning in our language, and the reason why we called it that is because uh, this is our very first album that we own out of all the albums that we ever we ever recorded. We don't own the masters. We didn't know anything about about music. Mm. In fact, we when we started singing, we weren't even thinking about recordings. Mm-hmm. This, uh, there's a whole story behind how those recordings came about. Uh, we were hosting in uh, in uh, Fort Duchesne, Utah, and uh, we were mm. hosting with two very well recognized drum groups, the Black Lodge Singers and the Blackstone Singers. And uh, this guy had come up from Phoenix, and he wanted to record us. My my older my late older brother had been talking to him, uh, late uh, Charlie. And uh, when we got there, where we were, we were supposed to sit, well, uh, they had all these mics, and here's this guy, he was ready to record. And I said, okay, well, and we sang a couple of times, and my my brother, my younger brother, Randy, was talking to him, and he said, he told me, uh, Steve, you talked to him. You, I didn't know anything about the music industry or anything like that. Hmm. So I, I was talking to this guy, and he says, uh, our standard thing is uh, $500, and we'll give you 100 100 tapes i thought huh that's that's been always like our our company has given that to uh, the other other people that we recorded well it just so happened that uh, those first two tapes that you're talking about there we recorded ourselves in a studio in muscochis mm-hmm. and when we uh and then we we found somebody to create the tapes and we had gone to uh, we were invited to red earth at the time in oklahoma it was a huge powwow Mm-hmm. at the Marriott Center. And uh, my our, our late brother, Stoney Whiskey Jack, he sold like, uh, I think it was like about th- 380 tapes there at $10 each. At the time, that was a lot of money. That was $3,800, yeah. you know? Uh, that was a lot of money. And this guy came and he asked like $500. And I thought, that doesn't sound right. No. And I went back no. and I told Randy, and he, I said, that doesn't sound right, brother. And uh, I said, I'm not going to tell him that. No, we don't want to. That so I went and told this guy, like, no, we can't, we can't do that. You know, I think it's because, and I told him why. And then uh, he comes back after, and he said, uh, "Where are you staying at?" This was uh, a guy by the name of Robert Doyle. Mm-hmm. He, where, where are you guys staying at? I told him my hotel. And well, what room? He said, "Can my my uh, can my boss called you call you in the morning?" I said, "Okay." So this guy called me. The uh, founder of Canyon Records, Ray Boley, called me mm-hmm. and he asked mm-hmm. me uh, about this recording. And I, I started talking to him. I said, I don't think that's that's fair. That's not right for us anyway. If you want to record us, this is mm-hmm. he said, well, what, what will it take to record you guys? And I came up with a uh, dollar figure. I said, well, $500 doesn't cut it in 100 CDs, the 100 tapes. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I told him, uh, we're going to need like uh, X amount of dollars and we're going to need like at least a, uh, uh, a thousand units or I think it was 1500 units. Mm-hmm. He said, let me think about it. And then he called me back after he said, okay, we'll do it. But uh, please don't tell other people we're doing this as a one-time thing. So I talked to Randy and I said, okay, he said, let's do that. So our first recording, uh, that third album live at Fort Duchesne, that was our first recording, and I think we changed like how people uh, treated the, the the singers in terms of what they were getting in terms of recordings right then and there. Because mm-hmm. after that recording, he kept mm-hmm. coming back, mm-hmm. and then we we'd, we'd renegotiate and stuff like that. But the one mm-hmm. thing, because I didn't know anything about the music industry, uh, all of the uh, the uh, the big dollars are in the masters. Mm-hmm. You owning the masters, mm-hmm. that's where. That's where it is. Now we didn't have any say on the masters, so today we don't really get any funding off of the first thirty some albums that we were ever recorded. We mm-hmm. get uh, a little bit like of royalties, but nothing, nothing much. Right. Uh, what we're seeing is a bigger return on doing our own recordings now, and uh, and and moving them ourselves. And I would I would uh, encourage uh, 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 other groups and people starting out to to make sure that they are in ownership of the master and not mm-hmm. to have that signed over to anyone. 
that that is where like you know if people come back uh you know our, our music is being used in the uh, television programs movies and stuff like that right uh, radio programs every time it's on there there's 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 dollars for that group and uh, that, yep. that, that, royalties it's all yeah. in the master you own the mm -hmm. master you own it all that's it right. and there's no there's nobody right. cutting in on you so i'm, I'm going to tell you i'm going to encourage you to uh to uh, get that recording and make sure you own that master. That's, that's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what we're doing. And we have a new album coming out. Mm -hmm. We haven't titled it yet. We recorded it. As you mentioned okay. earlier, John, there are a couple singles out there and, uh, mm -hmm. but the, uh, the new recording uh, won't be released till uh, the spring is when we're, we're planning on, on, on releasing it. And well, we, uh, we, recorded that, we recorded it in uh, Gordon, Saskatchewan. We had like our full group. We had 15 men around the drum and our two lady backup singers. That's uh, the recording is uh, really well done. And, and we, we, we recorded it with a first nations fella. Mm. Uh, they're uh, his company. That's fledgling companies called hidden records. Mm. And his uh, recording equipment is, is phenomenal. It is mm -hmm. phenomenal. And he, uh, that, that young man, is uh, a Stephen Arrow top knot. He is working diligently to get those spaces open uh, at all of those uh, all of those venues, those award uh, places uh, again, like at the Grammys, getting our own category again. Mm -hmm. He is working diligently on that, and I would encourage, like, uh, for all of us to work together. At one person's success, I see uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Jacob Faithful, who's starting mm -hmm. out like his own business of of uh, young spirit, yep. uh, well, where young spirit were, mm -hmm. I, I see like support those companies, support those companies because one, 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 one of our people's success is all of our successes, all of us. Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. And mm -hmm. we move forward. As I mentioned earlier, it's about mm -hmm. opening those doors for those young people so that they don't have to be anybody else. They can be themselves. I think that's a good point too, because I mean, when we talk about drum groups, or, or even dancing, you know, like the, the just the powwows of themselves. It was, and, and still is today, very much something to go and, and do, to have fun, to be social, to celebrate our culture and, and our society. But very much so, I think uh, that the drum groups, um, that you, you're you creating a brand. It's very much a business. Uh, it's, it's highly marketable. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's money to be made. And, you know, we always want to emphasize, it's not about the money. That's not why we started singing. It wasn't to, to make money. This wasn't like a, a business, but it very much is a, is a business mindset. And you can take that approach. I see more and more uh, individuals and groups taking that approach because you have to, and you, you have to toe the line. You can't, you know, undercut and, and anybody who goes out there and undercuts and says, well, if you're going to do it, host for this much well we'll we'll do it for this you know and then that kind of just de-escalates the uh the all the work uh deconstructs the work that that has been put into it um so very much yes go out there and continue to support and encourage our native businesses and our native entrepreneurs um, mm -hmm. for the work that they're doing you're absolutely right john and 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 like when people think about it like uh like I said, Powell has evolved. Mm -hmm. I mean, back back when I was a kid, the furthest that that uh, we went uh, as a family well, were, and it seemed like it was a far, far away place. It seemed like an Onion Lake, Frog Lake. That's where we'd go for the visiting communities. To we weren't going across North America and whatnot. How much would that cost mm -hmm. to take your drum group? People don't rationalize with that. Today, right. Right. groups are going from one, con one end of the continent to the other end of the continent. Right. It's evolving. And I think it's a good thing, you know. And, and, and again, opening those doors and being able to share with one another. But, of course, like with travel, it's costly. It's costly. And for me, like uh, if anybody invites us to a uh, – and we say we're going to – yes – Yes, we will honor your invitation. If anybody knows Northern Cree, it's going to be Northern Cree. It's not mm -hmm. going to be one or two guys and a whole bunch of different different group uh, group members that uh, you can't sing the songs that uh, 
uh, that are being asked for because mm-hmm. most of your group don't know those songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, you know, we're invited, we're going to honor that in a good way. And we're going to come with Northern Cree. And w- when we're called upon, we're going to sing whatever you're asking for right now, because that's what you asked for. And that's our job. Then that, and that's why you asked us to come. Uh, but it is like people are traveling great distances and it costs money to travel. And when you look at groups today, they're anywhere from eight to 12 people. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it could cost money to travel. Um, and then like, but you're mm-hmm. talking about uh, undercutting and whatnot. I think like uh, uh, it's not when people say like, Oh, well, that group got 10,000 mm-hmm. or 15,000, mm-hmm. but hang on. They, they, it took them two days to drive to this place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's quite mm-hmm. a ways. And plus they have to, they have to think about their gas, their food, their lodging and getting home. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of that. People have to consider the wear and tear on a vehicle, everything like that. Every time you drive a vehicle that far, there's always wear and tear on, on the vehicle. Uh, we, I think we, we've, uh, we've opened some doors for groups as well, because mm-hmm. back in the, in the, uh, in the early eighties, there was, there was nobody flying around groups and stuff like that. But today mm-hmm. there are, we're mm-hmm. starting to, we're mm-hmm. starting to see that. Which is, uh, which is good. I think it's a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, that really started with that, uh, with that, uh, uh, you know, there were a few groups that were every, maybe once in a year, get to go on a, on a uh, flight somewhere, but yeah. now it's becoming, uh, like, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming like more so-and-so. And that's a good thing, I yeah. think, because people have to yeah. understand, as you mentioned earlier, most of those people have families. And to be away from your family for weeks on end is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. It's hard on your family as well. And, I, and I'd like to say uh, uh, right then and there, like, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for my beautiful wife for always supporting me and uh, helping me along because I, I would have never become uh, anything near uh, where I, my, I'm at today in my life if it wasn't for my wife. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think that it, it's going in a, in a in a good direction. I really think like that 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 uh, that Grammy appearance really helped that, and mm-hmm. not just for us, but for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like it, it brought our music. Like people realize that well, it isn't just a bunch of people banging on drums, or it's actually a, a genre of music. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it was like I cannot express the feeling that I got right there. It wasn't about look at us on stage. It was like, man, I'm going to tell you, like, every one of those guys I was on stage with and the girl, they mm-hmm. were all in tears mm-hmm. after that. Like, it was, it was totally emotional because though the auditorium was filled with uh, non-Native people, it was like millions of our ancestors were there. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, you know? Yeah. And I remember that. I still remember it really well from 2017 because we were given tickets for the after party and that, but I was spent mm-hmm. after we performed in that. And I went back to the hotel room, uh, myself and uh, uh, Jonas went back to the hotel room. The rest of the guys went to uh, the, the evening performance and the after party. But I went back to the hotel room and I was texting with my wife and I was telling her like, and mm-hmm. she said she watched it on the, on the screen. That was really wow. And that, and, uh, you know, and after that, I went to bed. I slept. Well, I woke up about six o'clock and I picked up my phone and I checked our page. We had like over three million hits on our page. Boom. Wow. Just like that. Boom. And it wasn't all like, for, it was a lot of First Nations. Yeah. We did something that impacted for our people. Wow. To other people. Yeah. And I'm always grateful for that. Mm-hmm. To be just a part of that was a real blessing. Right. Mm. Could have been anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much. Like I said before, you, the drum will take you to places you never even dreamed of. It's unbelievable. If you take care of it, it's going to take care of you. All you singers out there. Good words, man. Um, I want to say uh, thanks for, for coming on the show today. Um, you've been a phenomenal guest. I know we've been wanting to connect for, for quite a while. Uh for all the uh, all the folks out there listening and tuning in, if they want to book Northern Cree 
to come to their event, uh, where do they go? Where do they contact you guys? You can book us right on our page. Uh, just please contact us right on our page at northerncree.com and somebody will, will answer you. It sometimes takes a day or two. There's a few of us that monitor it. So, uh, but we do get back to everyone and we try to accommodate, as I said, as many, as many of the invitations as, uh, that we get, mm. uh, we can't do them all, uh, but we, we try to do as many as we can. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, like I said, we, we it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not a livelihood. Uh, all of us, like, uh, I'm, I'm a retired, uh, school administrator. I just retired mm-hmm. this year, 31 mm-hmm. years in education, but all of the guys in my group either have jobs, careers, uh, when we're invited to communities, uh, to schools and that, uh, we like to introduce ourselves and put a, put a positive spin on it. That, uh, it's, uh, it's about, uh, Miwatsu and balance between mm. the two. We need mm. this over here, what we're doing, our language, who we are, our identity, but we're living in a, in a, uh, Western European world. So we have to mm. learn how to balance those things in between, right? So mm-hmm. we can't always go to everyone, but we try to go to as many of them as we can. And we try to right. go to as many that we have never visited. Okay. Uh, well, right on, man. Uh, good, uh, good talking to you as always. It's always a, a pleasure to, to, to speak to you. Uh, we certainly wish you, uh, your family, as well as uh, the Northern Cree singers uh, all the best and we look forward to uh hearing some of your good music in 2024 uh we'll be sure to put some links on where you can reach out to northern cree their social media as well as get their music on itunes or whatever uh social media digital platform you use uh check them out northern cree singers thanks steve wait a sec there uh sure i want to emphasize john to the people out there when you said uh, getting their music you know, uh, if you really want to support uh, the drum groups, uh, individual uh, First Nations artists, please buy from them. Buy their music from them. Mm-hmm. Don't don't download it off of Spotify because uh, 3 million streams gives that group $30. That's what it is. True. And, uh, you know, like, uh, if you really want to support the groups, buy the music directly from them. And, Are you and, still um, actively taking CDs out around the powwows too. And, still have... and that's what I'm going to say. Like hmm. buy their CDs, like uh, people say, Oh, hmm. CDs are out because the young people are all, you know, about uh, Spotify and iTunes. Hmm. No, they're hmm. not. CDs hmm. are probably because you're not going to get like uh, the information that's uh, given to you on the inside of those covers, no. those jackets on a, on a download. You're and right. That, you yep. know, and, and when you buy those CDs, you're directly uh, uh, giving your money to the drum group or to the artist is what you're doing. And please, I encourage you to, to uh, see the, see the drum groups and you're absolutely right about their merchandise, help them uh, through their merchandise. They're not, they're not making millions, but what they're doing is uh, it's, uh, it's supporting their travels. So that way it alleviates a hmm. uh, uh, cost for them, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, you're right about, uh, about people uh, the developing logos. I mean, this is our logo right there. Love it. Okay. Love it. Yeah. All right. I, I think I was following on your, uh, your Facebook page. Um, there you got you know, more merch back in stock, I believe more hoodies yeah. and, and hats and stuff. So yeah, we have, we're, we're just restocking our, 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 uh, online store, but we have like uh, fitted hats for sale online hmm. right now. And we have a, a number of them and, uh, we, we have some hoodies, but we're, we're restocking it with hoodies and, and, uh, and uh, t-shirts etc okay awesome well we'll post those links so people can get out and uh, check out your merch um i for one definitely need to get some i gotta get me a northern cree hoodie so uh holidays are just around the corner so we got to get those gifts for everybody right 